Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hello again there, Pat's people, and we welcome you to the latest and always greatest edition of the Six Rings and Football Things broadcast and podcast brought to you by WEEI, WEEI.com, and Odyssey Sports. You got your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens, Jumbo Hart, and Chris Primetime Shime Time here. And gentlemen, I'm going to cut right to it. We got us a messy football situation. We got us a season that may spiral out of control, and we got us one injured starting quarterback. What we had on Sunday, which Andy and I detailed in the Six Rings postgame show, was a game that had juice, a game that had life, a game that had real rivalrous energy. Until all of a sudden, come the fourth quarter, it fell apart. It spiraled out of control. It got messy. Mistakes were made. And ultimately, worst case scenario alert, your starting quarterback got hurt. Real hurt. Hopefully not season-ending hurt, as all of us thought when we saw the photos of him being carried off as if he had just survived a shark attack. Turns out Mac Jones, as we are led to believe, has a high ankle sprain and mm-hmm. could mm-hmm. miss eight. Mm-hmm. We don't know. See, that's where we are. So, Andy, no, 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 you, no, you're coming fresh off the air. Hold on. You're coming fresh off of having talked to the Pats Populi, filling in for Rich Keefe this week on the Gresham Keefe program. What is the mood and where do you think Pats fans are? And what's the latest on the old McCankle? Well, first of all, we heard from, first of all, I want to praise myself because all I think right. the first place you heard. Is this John Elway, like I'd like to start this press conference off by thanking John Elway. Yep. <laughs> my, ankle sprain, my ankle sprain was my prediction on uh-huh. the Six Rings postgame show. And my prediction has come true. The only question is now, is it a high ankle sprain that needs surgery uh apparently something called a tightrope surgery which hard pass by the way i understand it's it's fixed a lot of ankles at alabama but i don't need anybody putting in surgical grade rubber bands and a screw into my ankle forever just so i can get out there two games quicker and help the patriots go seven and ten hard pass It seems like that's where Mac is getting a second opinion in New York with the doctor who's the team doctor for the Nets, New uh, Brooklyn Nets, who did uh, Kevin Durant's Achilles surgery. Um, He did, I believe, J.C. Jackson's ankle surgery this offseason with the Chargers. So he's getting that sort of second expert opinion on the area. Um, In terms of the masses and where they are, I'm sort of intrigued by the different reactions um, what, you know, obviously there's the negative reaction, like your quarterback's hurt. He could miss Tom Curran speculated today. Two to eight weeks is the window. You know, two would be best case scenario. Worst case scenario would be two months. That's kind of a large window. I joked like that's the weatherman saying we could get two to eight inches tomorrow. Well, two inches I can dust off 
eight inches. We're going to have chaos and a mess on the roads. We'll see where it goes. Um, but I've been also surprised by some people presuming that Brian Hoyer is going to be the guy to start in Green Bay and for the foreseeable future, saying that Brian Hoyer is not a great drop-off, like the offense won't fall off the map. Or And I'm like, well, then you must not think much of Mac. If it's not much of a drop-off, that to me is a little bit of an indictment in your second-year quarterback because there should be a significant drop-off from the number 15 pick a year ago in the draft who was a rookie who made the Pro Bowl, who led you to the playoffs to Brian Hoyer, the career journeyman who's got a losing record in the NFL as a starter. So I think people are still trying to figure it out. And I have been personally, the thing, listening to Mac talk, you know, the the idea that he's day-to-day, he isn't. He's week-to-week at best. At I know best. And by the way, great presser on Monday. I mean, I, 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 I hated I, it. I, I hated it. I listen, I'm a bigger Mac Jones fan than anyone here in, in this triumvirate uh, on this podcast, maybe then at the station. I'm a believer that he can be the long term answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You made a beer. You named it after him. Blah, blah, blah. I wanted to punch my computer when he did the whole Mark Daniels and Mike Reese replies. We're like, hey, I just wanted to know, you know, how it felt or, you know, what your immediate reaction was after you hurt your ankle. And he went. Awesome. Thanks. Like, don't be, you don't, it, oh, this, everything the Patriots make these people do, like your little mind games and the whole, like, oh, we're going to be paranoid and coy and we're going to make sure we don't give you the upper hand. Guess what? The rest of the league is full well aware that the Patriots are a just above 500 team on their best days sometimes, and they can't afford to play these games and be cute. This is so, so obnoxious. I tweeted about this and somebody was like, well, that's just the script Belichick gave him. And I go, that's, that, that doesn't mean I don't hate it. I can fully be aware of that, fully mm-hmm. accept that, and still absolutely hate it. It's so dumb. Like, what are we doing? Stop being like, we know you're hurt. Who cares? Like, it's not, I'm not asking you to tell me the severity of the injury. I'm not asking you to tell me what the doctor says. I just right. want to know how you feel. I don't like, want to see it on a webcam, Shime. I don't need to see how black Have a little and brew personality. it is. Yeah, I don't need to see Aaron Rodgers' COVID toe. I don't need to see your ankle. COVID. <laughs> I just, I just want to, I just talk to us. Like, don't, yep. you don't need to be a robot about it. You also don't have to be a dink. And the awesome yes. thanks was being a complete dink. And you also, have the ability to be a human being. And I know there's this idea that he's fearful and it's the script and it's Belichick, but guess what? You're the franchise quarterback. You can say what you want. He is tied to you. He cannot bench you. He will not trade you. You have some leeway that the guy. Are you sure? Honestly, Andy, are you sure that he would not do a spike benching? Absolutely sure. He, he can do what he wants. He's a number 15 pick in the draft. He took you to the playoffs a year ago. I know he's not surefire a 15-year Hall of Fame quarterback, but Belichick can't bench him. And if we want to talk about Robert Kraft stepping in for Kendrick Bourne not playing, wait till he tries to bench Mac and Robert Kraft says why, and Bill goes, well, he didn't do what I told him to do in the press conference. I think Robert might fire Bill on the spot. Like, I, I think I think Mac needs to go talk to a guy like Devin McCourty for five minutes because I, we you. have Devin we have Devin on the morning show every Friday, and he is a patriot through and through. He's not going to say anything he shouldn't say, but at the same time, he laughs, he has fun, he has a personality. I, I, was he the one that also said, we'll ride with our guy Axel and call Brian Hoyer Axel? That was, was that Slater. Devin? Slater oh, that was did Slater. that. Yeah, but, but again, also, Sean, like another I mean, another another showing of of personality and fun yeah, like look at that's who you're talking what you about should be doing 
look who you're talking about. You're talking about two players that Bill Belichick specifically kept around two legacy Patriot way guys who have won multiple Super Bowls, who Bill Belichick would probably trust his life or his family's life with, let alone on field play with the Patriots. He's kept them around to be de facto coaches and mentors for a team that is made up of one fifth rookies at this point. So obviously they have earned the right to be able to vamp, improvise, be extemporaneous or go off script. Andy, the fact that Mac Jones continues to just sort of like play into the Bill Burge Patriot way script and just be like, yeah, you have to ask coach Belichick about that. Awesome. Thanks. You know, I appreciate, you know, whatever. Sorry if I ruined your party by not telling you about my ankle. Like what? Like, and then I see the Twitter replies. Yeah, and this is an Andy Hart that we need a sponsor for. You know, you people, Andy's favorite segment where he yells at Pats fans on behalf of me or through me. But I saw all the replies to different Patriots beat reporters posting or commenting on that exchange. And all these fans were like, typical Boston media knows that they're going to like expects a different answer. Or like, what kind of question is that? What kind of answer do you think you were going to get? They're doing their job. It right. is their job to ask questions and try to find out how the players are doing so they can write stories, cover the team, make them interested, engage fans. Don't clap back at the media. Try actually and work in tandem with them so that maybe, God forbid, we can help tell a story. Why do I have to accept that Mac Jones is doing his job as Bill Belichick's employee, but Mac Jones doesn't have to accept that I'm doing my job as a reporter for my media outlet? Can it be a two-way street? And Matthew Slater, Devin McCourty, there's been a long list of guys that have come through that they didn't start answering questions in a human way at year 8, 10, or 12. They answered questions in a human way in years 1, 2, and 3. Gerard Mayo, who's now actually a coach on the roster, did it. It can be done, and I think Mac is either incapable or choosing not to, but that's a different rant for a different day. That's the media side of things. The interesting aspect here that I think some people are bringing up is is there a Rob Gronkowski-esque divide in terms of yes, how, how to handle the injury? Mm-hmm. Is he is surgery the team suggestion? Our friend Mike Giardi had a source, team source, say something, and I'm paraphrasing here, hard to imagine he can avoid surgery. So, like, the team, it sounds like, is accepting surgery is what you need to do here. Or whereas pushing I, for it. Whereas, yeah, and I don't – pushing for it might be a little strong. It, that's why I wanted to say accepting, not pushing, not – doing something that isn't okay or isn't in the best interest of everybody involved. But the flip side of that is I thought Mac in both interviews, both in the media zoom and he did his weekly appearance on the Merloni Fourier and Mego show here on WEEI. I thought he gave some subtle indications that he prefers the treatment, see how it feels, wait it out, swelling, which yeah, maybe that takes a little bit longer I thought he kind of gave indications that's what he wanted to do. My concern isn't actually that, if that works. It's what if you do that for two weeks or three weeks and then still have to go under the knife because you realize that was actually the best case scenario starting and now you've wasted a three-week window. Well, I mean, you know, everybody would probably prefer to go triple R, rest, recoup, uh, recovery or rice, as they say, with those ankle injuries, rest, ice, compression, elevation. But this is not a high school ankle sprain. And I know we find few things more cloying than whenever we're on the radio and someone calls in and goes, hey, listen, you know, I tore my meniscus once when I was playing hockey and hang them in a rec league. I, I can tell you, I, having 
suffered a high ankle sprain. It hurts like all holy hell. Wrecked me for a summer. And of course, here I am, no elite athlete. I had nobody giving me any. I actually did go to therapy for months. It was awful. Um, I still, and there's still like my right ankle is still dinged up from it 25 years later. Like I can understand why he was screaming and I can understand why he would also want to avoid the surgery because having just had surgery last year on one of my legs, surgery sucks. Oh yeah. You don't ever, don't, don't ever, surgery is still surgery. Don't ever elect to have surgery. There's no such thing as minor or light surgery. You either have surgery. It's just a matter mm -hmm. of how, like how invasive it is or how long it lasts, but there's surgery. And then there's not surgery. I would and also that's all there is to it. If he doesn't want surgery go into a new line of work. You play in the National Football League where surgery is essentially part of the business. Cost yeah. Of I, it's the reality. No, like, I, under, I understand. Reality. No, I, there I are I'm certain things you will, like sports hernias, we'll say, like the McNabs and the Bradys and uh, so many hundreds of others have had to have it. I understand. Yes, And, and, and I, I think, too, Andy, you mentioned that there, there could be this possible divide. I don't think there should be. Like, I think the Patriots should be fine with whatever direction Mac wants to go. And he should take as much effing time as he needs. If this is your guy for the long term, don't rush him back. This mm -hmm. season is it, Brian Hoyer is going to have to start at minimum. Even if he gets like that, the I know the Doc Flynn lady on like Twitter and stuff was talking about the, the surgery that has guys back insanely fast. I was but just listening if, to I was just listening to a podcast she appeared on about that surgery shine. Even yes. even if he comes back in what is that? I think it's like three or four weeks. Like like you 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 there's a chance you're 0 and three after those three weeks or, the, or coming into the fourth week where he comes back, and now you're what one and five. Mm -hmm. So the season is almost kind of washed, anyways. You need to you need to take care of what you believe is your most important asset which is your young up and coming quarterback. If you believe he's your guy, don't rush him. If he doesn't come back until after the bye week, which is seven weeks from now, fine. Who cares? Don't rush it. I, I, I too am a proponent of not rushing him back. I think, you know, this is, you know, we're not playing the, my body, my choice game here, but at the same time, like this is his ankle. It doesn't technically he's an employee of the team but his body is his choice and he doesn't belong physically to the Patriots. They shouldn't be able to deliver some sort of wartime edict saying like, you have to be back in four weeks time. They can make their recommendations, but yes, he can also see the secondary surgeon uh, or doctor like he is today in New York via the GRD tweet. Uh, I don't want this to expose bigger issues with the Patriots or create a rift between player and team the same way. Like, Andy famously six years ago, there was the Garoppolo situation when his shoulder gets dinged up on the Kiko Alonso sack. They want him to come back. He doesn't. He preserves himself. They lose that game with Brissett. Ultimately, they win the Super Bowl in, in comeback capacity and the greatest one of all time. But that would be a disaster if the, all of a sudden this causes animus between team and quarterback. Before we get into what the team's long-term prospects may be in the 2022 season, with Mac Jones, Brian Hoyer at all. Let's all just give a quick grade for the effort Mac Jones put forth against the Ravens on Sunday and say what we liked about it, what we didn't like about it. Um, Cause we may not see him for a little while, but I think he was building on something. He was six of nine on the deep throws for over 170 yards, obviously established a nice connection with Devonte Parker made some really nice tight window throws showed some good arm strength and decision-making also was scooting and moving a couple of nice moves by Mac to get some first downs as well. But then again, there were some bad passes as well. Some suspect judgment was shown 
and thus maybe the Pandora's box of was it Mac? Is it the play calling or is it a combination therein gets opened up again? Uh, I'll go first then, I guess I, I'm going to I would give him like a B minus. I, I don't I, I thought his decision making was quite possibly one of the worst decision making games he's had ever uh, in the NFL. Like it was just there were a handful of bad decisions and were they all his fart of uh, fart were they all his fault uh like like the Devonte parker interception like that interception in the end zone not necessarily but at the same time don't throw the damn football inside the five to a guy who doesn't know the play like he raises his palms before you snap the ball because he doesn't know what route he's running don't throw the ball to the corner where you think he should be if he doesn't know the play like that's and 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 on a fourth down don't throw to a guy that isn't at the sticks. Like it's like it, it, there's just there but that's so the play many... call. And again, but like at Andy, the same time, you don't have to target that guy, Fitzy. I, I, I know, I know you do. I know you don't. Guy. But that's probably the first read. Now maybe he should then check out of that. Okay, at the same time, but what is he supposed to do when Bill Belichick is answering questions about little Jordan Humphrey playing 54 snaps, mostly so they could use him as an auxiliary block or or de facto second or third tight end, and Kendrick Bourne, who had four catches on four targets. Uh, is only in for 18. So I see what you're saying, Shine, but don't I still wrong. lean I towards the play calling I, more than I Mac understand. Jones. I don't love the play calling either, but I'm just saying, like, Mac Jones made a lot of bad decisions. I understand that he wasn't put in a lot of the best case scenarios, but in the scenarios he was in, he did not make great decisions. I would go C. Um, and Fitzy, you know wow. this. We um, watched the game. Uh, for a, a portion of that game, mm-hmm. Mac Jones was going to be on my thumbs up. Because I thought he was right. throwing the ball well, making some good throws. You know, the the toe tapper to Devontae Parker down the left side was one of his best throws, if not the best throw of the year for him. And then the bottom kind of fell out. And I I actually am not sure. I think it's as bad a decision on a lot of them. I think he's making bad throws, flat out bad physical throws of the football. And people will point to the three interceptions. I'd prefer to point to the two throws to Devontae Parker on corner routes that I thought were bad throws. Devontae Parker could have been eight for eight or whatever it was, seven for seven at one point for like 200 yards and a touchdown. And Mac made bad throws. He floated one of them. He didn't have enough zip on one of them. They were just bad throws. And then the short interception to Josh Burns, I think his name was, was such a bad throw to Parker that if Burns doesn't catch it, I think it hits Parker in like the toes maybe. It wasn't even headed toward Parker making, you know, a, a normal catch. He would have had to make a great low catch. So for a guy who is supposed to be accurate with the football, like that's his strength, doesn't have a cannon, but he's going to put the ball in the right spot. I don't think he threw the ball on totality all that well. Some of them were great. Some good throws to Parker, like the one on the sideline. Again, good throws. But if you're a guy that lives off accuracy – then I need you to make good throws almost all the time. Like you're an NFL starting quarterback. I expect you to do it 80, 90% of the time. I don't think his percentage of good throws was high enough. And then you mix in some decisions, the turnovers, and he's not going to make his money running the football, scrambling. We've seen that too much. I've told you guys that. Starting he's had to July. do it far more, though, Andy, I think, than we thought that he would because nobody came No, in July I saw thinking. him doing it, so I knew he was going right. to. I watched every practice, so I saw this offense, and this offense led to Max scrambling almost every effing day, way too often. So I'm sick of seeing him actually run the football. I don't want to see him gritty in the end zone. I want to see him hit easy, open throws and an efficient passing attack, accurate throws. I'm not seeing that enough. So 
there was some good in that game from Mac, no question, but it ended bad. And it wasn't just the injury. Matt Patricia said that they looked at some Alabama game tape from his fantastic final season, his one full season as a starter where they won the national championship. And they saw that he went downfield more often than they initially believed or remembered. So they wanted to start incorporating that into the game this year. It seems like they kind of got into it probably game plan wise, because we knew Baltimore had a lousy secondary heading into the game and maybe some better throws, some checkdowns or different looks would have led to more points, more production, fewer interceptions. Yeah, there were some suspect throws. Yeah, there were a couple of bad decisions. I still think the play calling needs a ton of work. And if we're being honest, receivers, I have no quibble with them, no quorum with the running backs as well. The defense, you hate to see when the Patriots have fundamental breakdowns. And I'm sure right now, as we speak, game tape is being watched Whistles are being blown. Drills are being run because over the next several weeks, if there's one thing that's going to win them, uh, if not several football games, it's not going to be the aerial assault brought forth by Hoyer, the destroyer. It's going to be the defense and maybe Bill Belichick coaching and scheming his ass off, making the most Belichick football of all. We thank you guys for listening to the Bill Belichick fan club. That is primetime shine times, Mac Jones appreciation society, also known as the six rings and football things podcast. Give us a follow at six rings pod. And of course, six rings pod. That's the number six at gmail.com. If you'd ever like to have a question answered to in a pod or especially our new upcoming mailbag mailbag pod each and every week.